Okay, but one lane road, no passing, and you're behind him. You tell me that's not the driver from hell. <laughs> right? right? Or it's just a cop car, so even if you're allowed to pass, like, you don't pass a cop. I swear oh, to God. Man. It's like the Pied Piper for stoners. <laughs> Every once in a while, you just watch another one who doesn't know what's going on start climbing up to the front, and then, oh, and oh. <laughs> I've done it. I've done it. That's how cops play Snake when they don't have it on their phones. <laughs> My phone battery died. I'm bored. Now I need to go fuck with the local civilians. There are good movies, and there are great movies, but that's not what we watch here because this is shitty cinema. Hell yeah. We are Four film masochists who love to take on the worst movies we can find, centered around our monthly theme to answer one simple question. Would you watch it again? I'm Jay, and I'm joined by Dave. Hello. Casey. Not in the back of a pinto. And Ju. I'm the devil. Every week, one of us has to pick a movie based on that month's theme. Juice, what's this month's theme? Oh, this month we're on the highway to hellish month. Everything to have to do with demons and devils, and sometimes Satan himself is going to show up this month to shitty cinema and give us a grand old time. How diabolical. So last week, we watched Hellboy, a fucking classic. It was great. Thank you for uh-huh. that, Jay. Wow. You're welcome. Mm-hmm. But Dave, you're going to continue Hellish Month this week. What you doing for us? This week, I brought something very special for all of us. From the writer of A Knight's Tale... And the director of Drop Dead Fred, it is something that is very much neither of those. <laughs> 1991's Highway to Hell. Highway to Hell! Yeah, I think I, I spent a lot of time thinking about this. As far as a genre, all I can say is that this is a B-movie. It is just yeah. the genre of B-movie. And and for a movie named Highway to Hell, not once do we get ACDC. It's a fucking uh, crime. They couldn't afford it. Yeah, I looked it up. They couldn't it. afford it. Yeah, they wanted it. They absolutely could not afford it on the budget for this. And ACDC wouldn't give them a discount. Rude. All right, here's something you can afford, Dave. Before we go any farther, we're going to have to get an elevator pitch where you sell us this movie in 10 seconds or less. Uh, so here's the setup. You're driving in the desert in the middle of the night, and you're getting a little bit sleepy. And you're just going to nod off. But in that time that you nod off, you're going to wind up on a highway to hell. So in the 10 seconds before you wake up in hell, sell us on this movie. The road to hell is paved with good intentions and bad references in a B-movie about a boy and girl escaping a hell cop, the devil, and the Stiller family. Six seconds. Actually, wow. Is that the Holy Trinity, the unholy Trinity? <laughs> oh, no, I guess there's four. Well, right. I mean, if you count like the Stillers as the unholy ghost... Yeah, a, yeah. A, a blobby amalgamation of Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. The other side is the Devil, the Cop, and the Stiller family. <laughs> Casey, I'm about to wake up in the worst time ever, having woken up in hell. Unfortunately, it's a bad day for you too, uh, because the previous night you were not in your best shape. We'll say um, so when you went searching for somewhere to sleep it off. Uh, the closest thing you could find was the trunk of my car. So, Classic Casey. Yeah, you're about to be very rudely awakened, and, and the car starts bumping around all over the place in the potholes of hell. So in the 10 seconds before that happens, sell us on this movie. A cautionary tale of eloping with a pizza guy before you bang him lands everyone in hell at the whim of a sexy Satan. Should have got DiGiorno and a dildo, Buffy. 10, Ten seconds. seconds. Wow. Fuck, you're fucking Casey. on the money. DiGiorno and a dildo. Honey, it has kept me from a lot of bad decisions. <laughs> Not in the back of a pinto. Well, I don't have a kid. 
I guess if we're going to cover <laughs> the highway to hell, we need to do it by going over the movie that shitty cinema watched. We need to do it at 66 miles per hour. At 666. 66.6. All right, let's get into this. Our story starts with a paranoid pizza driver named Charlie and his soon-to-be bride, Rachel, getting wigged out by the existence of police officers in a diner. (laughs) Not a good look when the pizza driver's more stoned than the guy ordering the pizza from him. Hey, man, just live and let live, okay? You know what they say, if you got a musician standing on your front door, you're either going to pay him for the pizza or pay him for the weed. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny you think I'm going to pay him. So the couple and their dog (laughs) take a lonely exit to test if the cop is following them. Good news, he's not. Bad news, they've taken a service road in the middle of nowhere with one lonely gas station and an even lonelier attendant. He's got a truck mirror on his fucking chair. Pimpin'. Uh-huh. The way this guy looks at Christy Swanson through the windshield is how I look at Boston cream pie and it's fucked up. Like, <laughs> it's not okay. That's, that's so scary. It's not okay. It is me. very scary. After the attendant offers the tired kids a cabin to stay in for the night, the couple decide to make their way down the highway, ignoring his warnings about not stopping between two Joshua trees. Charlie falls asleep between the two, almost crashing the car, and this illegal U-turn summons the Hell Cop, who's pretty much exactly what it sounds like. But Hell Cop Dave is so much more. He arrests Rachel with handcuffs. Literal Made of hands. Actual hands. Yes. <laughs> yes. <Jesus. laughs> and what does he got for a badge? Not a badge, but a pentagram. Mm-hmm. Hellcop takes his new prisoner to hell after knocking out Charlie and his dog. But after Charlie comes to, he goes back to the creepy gas station attendant who hooks him up with a sick new whip, a sawed-off double barrel, and a teddy bear clock, warning him, you got 24 hours to get your ass in and out of hell. So Charlie's now hot on the heels of Hellcop, who decides he should stop several times for pretty much no real reason. Uh, first, just to get some <laughs> coffee, then to hit up a titty bar. Like he's he's yes. wasting a lot of time. Fucking, well, that's not time wasted. I fucking haven't seen any tits since Van Damuary, damn it. Yeah, we have been dry, but you're welcome. Thank you. Back to form. (laughs) Charlie's right on Hellcop's heels, but suffers a breakdown and gets bailed out by the mechanic, Beazle. Beazle's got a strange apprentice child, Adam, uh, and they're the only really nice people Charlie's met so far in hell, which you think would be sending up some red flags. Yes. No. (laughs) Juice is is pessimistic over here. I don't think so. (laughs) Fine, it's fine. In true mechanic form, Beazle manages to patch up Charlie's car and Charlie himself when he gets shot in the chest at the previously mentioned titty bar. Yet another shitty cinema strip club gunfight. Love it. This is becoming more and more regular. (laughs) After getting super glue stitches from Beazle, Charlie chases Hellcop through some caves only to find Rachel tied to a bed and all revved up for that premarital D. When Charlie rebuffs her, it's revealed to really be a succubus. The princess is in another castle. Eventually, Charlie finds the real Rachel, and they make their way back to Beazle's to pick up Adam and go home. In a twist that nobody saw coming, Beazle is revealed to be Beelzebub. <gasps> what? You know, like Satan, same guy. Groundbreaking. Beazle doesn't want to give up his adopted kid Adam or that sweet virgin ass. <laughs> so he and Charlie agree he should race Hell Cop or whatever. Never really establish why they're working together at all. A drag race commences, and with the help of a little hidden Nas, Charlie, Rachel, and Adam. And the dog. And the dog. Thank you, Casey. All make it out of hell. (laughs) Only to have to fight Hellcop again when he follows them into the real world. (gasps) Rachel shoots Hellcop in the face, and the film kind of just abruptly ends. 
leaving more questions than answers. Like, who are we supposed to be rooting for? I don't like anyone. The dog. We're rooting for the dog. All right. The I mean, one likable character in this film. I mean, it doesn't abruptly end. We do get a text scroll at the end explaining the ending <laughs> of everybody's stories and where their oh, lives yeah. go after this. And don't worry, guys. Sexy Satan is still keeping on keeping on. Sexy Satan. Oh, yeah. You do not see that bathrobe? Jesus Christ. Oh, my Christ. God. Yeah, no, it was very Gavin Rossdale vibe by the end of yeah, it. Once he, I like, agree. shaved and everything. Kind of reminded me of his character in Constantine, where I'm like, okay, okay. You know what? Sexy Satan's bathrobe that he wore at the end of the movie was pretty great, but I'm going to start with the star of this film, Hellcop, and his badass outfit. Oh my Look god, I him. love Hellcop so much. What? Hellcop's Why? a fucking aesthetic, man. Oh yeah, no, aesthetic. I've seen him at a German rave like a hundred times. A hundred <laughs> times. <laughs> we should describe Hellcop, right? So he's he's this tall, he's well built. He's stacked. He's stacked, yeah, absolutely. His face is covered in like weird runic scarification. Yeah, no, they just said words. They said English words. He kind of like predicted the weird Chinese yeah, tattoos. It's just like all various evil words and dark and <laughs> Satan. He's carved into his skin for a pinhead sort of look. Yeah. Pick up yeah. milk yeah. later. He never got, talks. <laughs> never talks. No, He's got cop was, sunglasses that are built into his face. Sport shades built into his face. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. We later reveal his entire life force is attached to his sport shades. You know what? That I know a lot out. of like middle-aged dads on Facebook that, are the same. Which seems reasonable. Yeah. They're not on their eyes. They're on the back of their head. Yeah. Every single element of his cop uniform has been replaced with some type of like demonic version. He's got the pentagram badge, a pentagram belt buckle, pentagrams yes. on his boots. It's a fucking theme throughout the outfit. <laughs> of course. Yeah. How would you know he's hell cop if not? I, I was going to fucking say, I, you said that he didn't talk. I personally think he had the best dialogue of the entire film. <laughs> He's I agree. Fucking delightful. You don't you don't design a character like that and then sully it by giving it words to say. <laughs> <laughs> I I want to know what that design process looked like. Just He's, take a cop and attach all of the stereotypes and hellish symbolism oh yeah, you can, absolutely. and then fucking throw it out. He looks like someone wrote a shitty comic book where RoboCop got sent to hell and fought the hell cop. <laughs> yeah, but then they fell in love and had a baby, and then that baby <laughs> followed in both of its daddy's footsteps. But you know what else hell is filled with? The fucking Stiller family. <laughs> we have Stiller's one four of the cops, right? Stillers in this film. Jerry Stiller is a cop. Right. Um, Jerry Stiller's wife is a bad waitress that won't give him coffee. <laughs> oh, my God. That was my hell. Oh, my God. I remember Sitting. a woman I worked with that did that to us. Right. Where we literally grabbed carafts off of other tables on a race weekend and drank them because she that, never fucking came around with the pot. That seriously, that, that scene... This is a bad movie, but that scene grabbed me. Yeah, I'm over at a diner counter with a chatty waitress that won't refill my fucking coffee. That is hell. Yes. Yeah. 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 On the other side of it, I immediately would fill the coffee, and then the guy would still keep talking, and I would just inch away slowly. I'm like, okay, that guy needs me. That guy needs me. Okay, bye bye. We're done. Go away. Yeah, and, um, Ben Stiller was a cook at the cafe on the sidewalk. Yeah, with um, a really uncomfortable, like, New Yorker accent that I do not like hearing from him. 
It was more of a Keanu Reeves in Bill and Ted accent. Yeah, whatever yeah. it was. It was very weird hearing it coming out of Ben Stiller. Vegetarian bitch. It was very <laughs> strange. Um, he was much oh, better later in the film as Attila the Hun. He by was, which I mean he was not. No, that was Attila the Hun. Okay, I get them confused. They both have fun facial hair. My bad. <laughs> yeah. Uh, his that sister was, was Cleopatra. <laughs> So, yeah. so here's how to confuse Casey, right? Play a game where she has to guess the warlord with fun facial hair. She'll think they're all the same one. <laughs> okay, I knew the other guy at the table, Hitler, a.k.a. Gilbert <laughs> Gottfried, who put on such a stellar performance in this movie. Oh, my God. The we whole time. He's trying to convince everyone that he's not actually Hitler. He's a 19-year-old boy named Bob. <laughs> And Satan's going to send him back to Earth as soon as he figures out that, oh, no, I am not Hitler. I am 19 years old. 19 years old. All right. Well, the best part is this happens at the Titties Bar, which is also named Hoffa's, by the way. But it happens at the Titty Bar, and it goes on in the background of other people talking. And all I can do is listen to Gilbert screaming in the background as how he's not Hitler. It's, it's fucking, it would have been better if they would have used it as a callback later in the movie and just again, had him and in random again, places. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. if they would have just made a 90 minute movie That's of Gilbert Gottfried <laughs> as Hitler, convincing us that he's not Hitler. Like, I feel like it would be 12 angry men. Like you start the movie thinking, you know how you're going to vote. But then by the end of it, Henry Fonda, who knows? It's such a good bit. I want this in every movie. I want this to be the new Wilhelm scream. That just <laughs> like just as some characters are walking through a scene in the background, you see Gilbert Gottfried in full great dictator outfit, just ranting in his normal voice about how he's not Hitler. He's a 19-year-old boy who likes playing air guitar. Have you ever heard Gilbert Gottfried try and do a German accent? It's adorable. It's very yelly, and I love it. Everything I, I Gilbert Gottfried uh, does is yelling. That's why it's perfect. I had never heard Gilbert Gottfried do a German accent before, and he fucking hit the mark. I need more of it in my life. Uh, is he German? It's so good. <laughs> no, not at all. He might be. I, I'm going to also say that the Good Intentions Highway Commission is also... That was a pun that, that's, that hit for me. The road yeah. to hell is... And they're just... Oh, yeah. Each person that goes up on the conveyor belt to get chopped up and turned into asphalt has an excuse of why they're the... Oh, I was only sleeping with my husband's boss to get him a promotion. Oh, yeah, I only I, let her drink the bleach so that she would learn a lesson. Duh, that was one of them. That was my favorite. intention? Like, does the movie really want to convince me that it's... Oh, no, I had the best intentions in mind when I let a child drink bleach. Yeah, that seems reasonable. I mean, I've seen children cry because they weren't allowed to do stupider shit. So, I mean, I understand this man's pain. I mean, to be honest, Dave, you've never dealt with a toddler for four hours straight. By hour two, you'd be like, yeah, pour one for me, too. Okay? <laughs> fuck up. Bottoms up. You know, let's just, we're just squaring off like Mary and Ravenwood to see who goes down first, and I don't really care which. All right, we're playing kings with cleaning products today. Here's what I want to know. If the guy went to hell for letting his kid drink bleach, where was <laughs> the kid? Because it's confirmed in this universe that kids can go to hell because there's Adam, the little boy that's tagging along Satan the whole time. 
That's true. Which, let me remind you, let me remind you, kids can go to hell. So the next time you let your kid have a fucking meltdown in in a restaurant, (laughs) you motherfuckers, remember, I could pull this pin and the grenade in my purse and send us all there. So shut your fucking kid up. This documentary about hell indicates clearly that children can go to hell. Oh, absolutely. According to this movie, hell's mostly just like Nevada desert. Mm-hmm. Pretty much Agreed. identical to the Nevada desert they had left. Just a different <laughs> time of day. Agreed. It was technically filmed in Arizona mostly day. Uh, Anything okay. that isn't like the Grand Canyon in Las Vegas in Nevada is eh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I can confirm I have family that lives in Arizona. It's 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 hell. It's hell. <laughs> it's Nevada without Las Vegas. <laughs> so yeah. Oh no. Yeah, yeah, it is. I'm sorry. It is. Yeah. You're, you're not wrong. You know what? What pissed me off about this movie is clearly they're in Nevada, Arizona, wherever the fuck they're at. And Charlie kept leaving his fucking dog in the car. Let me tell you something. Without that water. is the fastest way for me to fuck your car up like I'm in Street Fighter is if I see a dog in it. What the fuck, dude? I can deal with you letting a small child hitchhike on the foot railing of your Studebaker or whatever kind of car <laughs> that was. What? Actually, Backer. that scene really upset the fuck out of me because, like, they're just driving, yeah. and then all of a sudden you see this little droopy face kid holding on to the handle. Oh, it felt like that hook handle that, like, the guy and the girl that are fucking in the park, and they hear the scratch on the door, oh, and they yeah. just go away, yeah. and there's, like, a man's bloody hook on the thing. Ugh, but instead, it's a fully formed five-year-old. <laughs> Give me the oh, no. That's no. worse. You made it worse. He's going to ask me if I have games on my phone and shit. No, you can't <laughs> touch it. No, I don't have my nudes, but I have, like, Ron Jeremy sucking his own dick. Like, I'm going to get in trouble if you see that. Even though you're the one snooping, you fucking creep. Well, God, why do you think that looking... kid went to hell in the first place? Yeah, because he's a peeping Tom. <laughs> a peeping Adam. He's a creepy. The whole kid. movie really has the, the same feeling as one of those campfire tall tale scary stories about some guy who escaped from the local sanitarium. Just replace that with Hell Cop and you've got the plot of this film. It also loosely felt inspired by Tim Burton, but like the worst parts of what Tim Burton does. Yeah, that kind like of. weird art deco right. like style buildings and stuff like that. And yeah, the morph suit room where everybody's like graffitied. Can we stop? Oh, yeah. Can we stop why that? Was, why was that a thing? That was fucking awful. It kind of reminded me of Leonard Part Six, where everybody was in, like in those weird ballerina animal outfits and like attempting to attack Bill Cosby, which good for them, but still, I don't <laughs> want to see it. Just tell me oh. when it's over. I went to hell. Did have a saved seat for Jerry Lewis? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He did. Seat saved in hell for Jerry Lewis. That was a great gag. We're in the middle of an AIDS epidemic and you have Buffy the Vampire Slayer and Rob Lowe's little brother making out with a (laughs) mouthful of blood and we were all screaming about it. I was into it. So at this point, Christy Swanson, Rachel Wright, is actually a succubus and and she's trying to get- Well, she's not. It's a succubus that looks like her. It's not her. Yeah. Yeah. It's actually a man- the guy who played Bane in Schumacher's Batman before he got big, so he was like baby Bane, he was dressed up in it as a droopy titty succubus. But, but yeah, I just so- want to point out that Rob Lowe's little brother made out with Bane. <laughs> they never kiss. I uh, don't believe it. 
<laughs> I want to see the director's it's, cut. It's the movie. I don't think the director's cut has them kiss either. Mind I don't think there is a director's <laughs> cut to <laughs> Highway yeah. to Hell. I, yeah. I think yeah. you're, you go to Lamar with watched. the director's right. cut. <laughs> What's the director's cut? They did not cut anything for time. They stopped filming when they <laughs> ran out of money. Which is why the ending is just a fucking list of words to read on a black know. screen. They White just, words, black screen. They had a they had a board full of post-its, and every post-it had a different hell reference that they had spent less than two seconds writing. And every day they just showed up and would just swipe across the board and whatever <laughs> stuck to their hand, they'd film those hell references. Pick 10. We've got to get 10. All right. Let the kid pick one. There we go. That's it. I don't know. Like oh. this movie kind of felt like a weird 50s virginity propaganda film. Yeah. But oh, yeah. also, it was like an anti-propaganda film because if Christy Swanson, a.k.a. Buffy, wasn't a virgin when she got kidnapped, she wouldn't have been kidnapped. Right. So you guys should be fucking if you don't want to go to hell, is what I got from that. Like, shit, dude. <sighs> or maybe, like, I think it might be, like, don't get married at 18. It's like leaving the party I think that's nine. what it is. I think any morality you're taking out of this is purely incidental. I there was no purpose to why this particular story was told other than it had all the set pieces they wanted to use. I'm going to say sexy evil men can only pull off cravats. Uh, yeah, our, our Satan pulls off the cravat pretty well here. He pulls it off and then puts it back on you. Like <laughs> I wasn't feeling the like drifter mechanic hobo look and then he switched it up a little bit and I was like okay I can pull off like the cruster the long when he had the long jacket and he goes to the titty bar to save uh, oh what's his bland face Charlie. Charlie he goes to save yeah Charlie he puts on his best cruster to go do some satanic surgery on Charlie on a bar and I'm like oh okay but then by the end of the film when he's like y'all bitches are gonna drag race I was like what the Fuck, oh, oh, yeah. like Jay, yeah, yeah Jay. It I... is all just crushed well, velvet, uh, crushed velvet in wild patterns and cravats. Oh, it's a fucking look, so much man. paisley, well, and silk it's, shirt, it's, a flowy silk shirt. It's not even the look; it's his fucking swag. This right. man's got gravitas in his step. It's just right. like it oozes fucking sex. He went to the big and tall blouse store, and I appreciate it. The, the guy that <laughs> plays Bezel is like the only person who. Really, besides, like, the bits of Gilbert Gottfried in the background, it's the only person that does any fucking acting in this movie, and he chews through the scenery. Okay, there's one one scene he does not chew through, and it's right before the drag race between Charlie and Hellcop starts, where he pops up in this super hammy grin on his face, and he's like, what do you say, Charlie? If I make you the quarterback of the Dolphins, will you give me your hoe? And he's like, if you would have said the 49ers, I would have thought about it. And he's like, pew, and then speeds on the highway. What the fuck? That guy's I, like five foot two. How? How is he going to? I like the eccentric breaking character. It's also the closest thing to quality writing in this movie is the callback to his fucking 49ers hat from the start of the film. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 All right, listen, I've been fighting this off for God knows how long. Lay it on me. Are you ready to go into Casey's Corner? I'm never ready, but I have to be. I don't know. Am I? Suppose? I suppose. Should I have pants on or off? Off. So, Jay and I start watching this movie the other night, and I'm like, 
God, okay, hey, girl, it's Buffy. It's, you know, Buffy from Buffy the Vampire Slayer, the movie, not Sarah Michelle Gellar. And I'm like, God, that lead actor looks familiar. How do I know him? And it's not because he's Rob Lowe's brother, because he literally has the mouth of a clown and it fucks his whole face up. He looks nothing like Rob Lowe. You're a goddamn angel. No, I know this guy, and I get a real bad vibe from him. Like, he's a bad guy. Like, he's Rapey McRaperson. And guess what? He is. Not in real life, probably. You know what? I don't know him well enough to say that. Maybe in real life also. Chad Lowe was on Law & Order SVU Season 2 as an impotent dude named Jason that had to stab women to get an erection so he could rape them and was obsessed with his mom sexually. And so in the chat, I have provided a video of Jason having a full-on meltdown, putting his fingers in his mouth, and talking about yeah. boning his mom. You also didn't include any context for that clip, so thanks for hitting me out of left field with that shit. <laughs> you are so welcome. So I wasn't paying attention and had no idea it was from SVU until the very end of the clip and Stabler's sitting there's like, oh, that's where it's from. Okay, yeah, no, no, no. Like, now. Stabler's face was my face the first time watching. I was like, oh, God, he committed 100% to this. It Why? Did, it did help me draw some interesting parallels, though, because as you mentioned in that clip from SVU, he's spending a lot of time putting his hands in his mouth and doing the shush sign at people. <laughs> and then I went back to the IMDb page for this movie, Highway to Hell. The first photo listed is him in his fucking 49ers cap doing an exaggerated shh with his fingers on his mouth again. Oh, Jesus. This man has a very lip-centric acting performance. Which is crazy because he has no lips at all. He has like Pennywise the clown mouth. It's no, horrible. It's like it's like those girls who don't have a butt, so they stick it out real hard to make it look like they do. <laughs> but you gotta accentuate backing. to make it look like you got bigger lips. Yeah. Is that why he's always yeah. like shaking and trembling and doing the? I think I'm acting was... by by shivering everywhere. I think that was cocaine. I think oh, okay. he yeah. was getting some runoff from his brother's drug. great career, and was... everybody was shaky. Whatever it was, I fucking hated it. Every time him and Christy Swanson would kiss on screen, they found oh. a new way of doing it wrong. Oh, it yeah. Terrible. It was fucking yeah. bad. His lips are always wet, too. He looked like he was wearing that really heavy gloss we used to get at the roller rink for, like, 50 tickets. Oh, that was yeah, just, like, linseed so. oil with some cherry scent on it. He just looked wet all the time, and I didn't like it. Ugh. But... Then this man's lip-based acting really hit its peak at the end of the film when the hell cop has him by the throat and is about to shoot him in the face. And he opens his own mouth for the hell cop to shoot him in the mouth instead. Oh, yeah. He's no like, daddy. Like, this isn't one of those situations where the hell cop's forcing the gun in his mouth. No. Like, he's willing him to put it in there. He's it's opening kind of, the mouth and angling for that. Like, what the fuck, man? I feel like Chad Lowe is the kind of guy that when, like, his doctor is working on his teeth and he goes to pull his hand out. He like sucks his dentist fingers. Ah, <laughs> like, he's a fucking creep, dude. That's fucked up. Totally. Can totally. you imagine our dentist? Like if you did that to him while looking him in the eye. <laughs> no. Although Highway to Hell does tell us that dentists and clowns go to hell, which does That's seem true. accurate to me. Yeah, that checks right. out. That yeah you know what? Do out. it to our dentist. He's going to hell anyway. <laughs> oh, God, what if he smiles back and he, like, sticks his hand back in? Yeah. Never mind. Don't do it. Don't do it. I don't know him is well it, enough. Is it creepier with or without eye contact? 
Oh, like the if eye you very pointedly avoid making eye contact. No, I, I think it would be creepier if you made eye contact. I'm gonna say, well, unless he goes full Chad Lowe, and uh, you guys, if you just type in Chad Lowe Law and Order, Wait, it's no. the first <laughs> thing that pops up on YouTube, and he's like doing this weird disassociation of like, I'm a sexy naughty baby, and he's like sucking his hands. Like if you did that to your dentist, that's worse than eye contact. No, I got it. So, okay, so you're sucking on the dentist's fingers. You're intensely making eye contact with the assistant while you do that. Oh, <laughs> it's a power move. Like, I can do this to your boss. I don't know that I like do you that. Wanna, do you want to raise? Hey, we have rambled on about this film for long enough at this point. We need to get down to brass tacks and find out the answer to the question we ask every week. So, Jay, starting with you, from 1991, Highway to Hell, would you watch it again? Man, I feel like Highway to Hell is summed up for me in a quote from the film, right? It's Charlie, not in a pinto. And, <laughs> <laughs> and he says, close your eyes and pretend it's a Porsche. Well, I tried to close my eyes and pretend that there's no problem that can't be solved with sufficient application of guns, including getting someone out of hell and pretend that was a Porsche. But it wasn't a fucking Porsche. It was a Ford Pinto with awkward dents and a giant pizza sign attached to the top. And I hated it. No, I will not be watching Highway to Hell again. I respect ah. that. Casey, what about you? 1991's Highway to Hell, would you watch it again? This started kind of promising. So, And I'm so glad the dog didn't die. And even though it would have in real life because you don't leave your fucking dog in a hot car... Like the aforementioned paved road, this had good intentions that felt like an anti-sex propaganda horror comedy. <laughs> but unfortunately, <laughs> what we got was four Stiller's one cup. And I just like, <laughs> no, no, I would not watch Highway to Hell again. I would rather Ooh. play cards with Gilbert Gottfried dressed as Hitler in hell. No, fuck this movie. I don't like the creepy licky guy. Buffy, you can do better. Juice, what about you? Highway to Hell, would you watch it again? Oh, man. Four stillers and one low. And then, <laughs> I mean. The wrong low. And a drinking session with Cleopatra, Attila the Hun, and Hitler. Like, I got questions and I got things that I need to know. This movie just berated us with fucking hell puns and ridiculous dialogue. It was stupid it was quirky nobody was particularly good i think like i said Hellcop had the best dialogue fucking come at me but dave how about you <laughs> are you gonna sit down with me and watch highway to hell you know one of my favorite things when watching any movie is when you can tell that it was made by someone not because they really liked the story or they had a story to tell but when it was made out of a genuine love for the craft itself and sometimes that is the work of incredibly talented auteurs like Tarantino uh, or things like Baby Driver or the church fight scene in Kingsman. These are people who aren't doing it because, you know, they wanted to make a specific story, but because they love specifically what they're creating. And sometimes the dark side of the coin is a bunch of hyper caffeinated eight year olds just all sugared up that really love goddamn B movies and cramming <laughs> as many tropes as they can in there just because it's awesome. And that's what Highway to Hell is. So, yes, I am absolutely going to watch Highway to Hell again. It's not a good movie by any stretch, but it's fun as shit. And this is a uh -huh. great movie to put on for a bad movie night with your friends. 
I Wait, agreed. How did you take all of the bad puns and endorse it, and I shot it down? <laughs> I don't know. I'm really confused here. I guess they weren't even really puns. They were just references to things <laughs> that mention hell. That's a good drinking game if you're going to watch this movie. Take turns. Don't do it all yourself. Or just do beer. <laughs> like beer shots and you might make it. All right, Cinemites, the verdict is in. Split decision. Two out of four of us are going to get hammered on fucking beer shots and drink ourselves stupid with fucking hell puns. And the other two, well, they're going to stay on the other side of the highway. Why did the chicken cross the road? Who knows? Cinemites, it's up to you. You gotta sit down and watch this movie and let us know what you think. So, on that note, next week I'm gonna cap off Hellish Month with something a little bit different. I've never seen this movie, but it has one of our critically acclaimed shitty cinema actors, Nicolas Cage. Oh, man, that's gonna be special. In a movie that I, I'm not sure how hell's gonna play into it, but apparently it is very hell-themed. It's Drive Angry. I've also never seen this movie, so I I hope I'm presented with the usual Nicolas Cage treat. I've seen a couple of clips from it when I was looking it up, and it definitely looks like Nick Cage's method acting in full fucking force. You always go full Nick Cage. Well, Cinemites, find us on social, Facebook at sh.ttycinema, Twitter at badmoviesbadpeople, and that's PPL. I'm on Instagram at casey.cinema. Or just plain old shittycinema.com. If you want to show us some love, share us with a friend. If you want to help us in a bigger way, swing by the Shitty Cinema Patreon page. And as always, let's turn off the lights, turn on the Nas, get the fuck out of Nevada. I'm on the highway to hell. (laughs) 